Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. The pros and cons of batching. Should you batch all your content? I know as a solopreneur, it's one of the biggest things that people talking about time management have ever said to me. And you know what? I have beat myself up and struggled with this for such a long time. And this morning I was, we were in a conversation anyway, weren't we, around actually how we've created the podcasts and what works for us is to, it is batching, but it's batching in a smaller way. Whereas my idea of batching content was to try and get this whole mammoth, you know, month done at a time. And that has not worked for us. And I suddenly realized that, the you know, sometimes even in a, a day where they talk about batching all your food and putting it in containers and stick it in the freezer so you've got all your meals planned and everything. I've just worked out like I don't want to spend the whole of the day cooking on my one day off, etc. So when does batching work and when does it not work? And how can you really understand yourself and the way that you work so that you can do the things that you need on the fly, in flow, last minute if you need to, one or two of them. And when do you need to think about that margin that we talked about in a few podcasts ago, where having them done a few at a time works. But let's just uncut, let's just talk about this idea of batching your content, because it's it's a narrative that I want to go, well, really, to the end of it, because I think it's something that we've almost accepted as a, as a truth all over the place, because it's been thrown out so many times by so many people over, I don't know, several years, really, about batching your content. You know, what are your thoughts about this? Because I go, not always, and really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go, for me, most of the time, well, hell no. <laughs> mm. And actually, I remember even a conversation in the Visible Club where people go, like, how do you Batch your content, like how? Like I don't like I'm not people were saying they're not doing well with it, and they were asking me how I managed to batch my content. See, even there, the assumption was there that you know I produce quite a lot of stuff, and so the assumption was there that I must be batching this, you know, and they were all quite surprised when I said, Well, I'm not batching, it doesn't work for me, right? So I <laughs> I remember when I got my you know branding, new logo, and so basically the person who helped me like who did all that she helped me set up my new Instagram account and so she goes well you know we I'm going to help you you know schedule six weeks of content right so she kind of came out so we had when she left when we were done I had six weeks of content mapped out right and so I thought oh so I just have to kind of keep going and then I always have my buffer like my margin in there that margin shrank and shriveled away so quickly it wasn't funny right and so for me to take out a day or half day 
to create a whole lot of, oh, it feels heavy. To me, that task feels heavy. For me, the task of creating one post, saying what's on my mind today, feels easy. So I'm going to do that, right? So I think it comes down to figuring out what makes sense to you, what works for you, how your brain, how your energy best works. So I would say there is no right, wrong. It's not that batching doesn't work. I know people love batching and stuff. They say, I take one day out, create all my content, and I can just forget about it. And they love it. If that's you, well, go for it, right? But if it isn't you, then allow yourself to think about like, what what does work for you? How, I mean, I will batch certain things depending on, and the funny thing is, I'm not even thinking about stuff in the online space. I'm thinking about sewing, right? When there is effort and time involved in creating the environment to do the task, right? So if I have to set up my machines a certain way, and I have to kind of pull out the screwdriver to trade to, to to change some things to to go from one mode to another, and that takes time. And then the colors, and I have to change four cones. Well, if that's what's involved, yes, I will kind of do everything I can on that setting, and so that I don't have to repeat the change of setup too too many times. So if there is something like that, you know, or if you say, well, for you, if you go and record it. A, a podcast and you go well I go into a recording studio and you have to hire the recording studio you don't want to do that every week you do that once and you record a bunch of episodes so you know do what makes sense but if you don't feel it actually makes your life easier you know I would say well permission to not do as is granted yeah permission and I think the the two words that were coming to me that I suddenly just thought, oh my goodness me, if you can use these two words this week to work out which are agile situations and which are static situations. Let me unpack that. So I have a pot of soup in my fridge right now because lunch is a static situation. It happens every single day for me. And and although some people might love the idea of going away from work and going downstairs and just looking at what's in the fridge and pulling their creativity out for lunch, that's a place that I need to be static for me because I don't want to have to think about lunch. Otherwise, I'll go and choose something unhealthy that's just there to be grabbed because my brain is already chewing on something else to do with work and I don't want to change that segment of time in my brain and have to energetically pull myself back in by adding in another form of creativity. It's not a place that I need to be agile-minded about. So lunch for me is static. If I can then batch my soup, it allows me to every single day go, great. And if I really don't want soup, then I can have something else. But I know that that is there. And it's just, it's the same effortless task for me because it's not something that I want to pour my creativity in and my energy in at that moment in time. Now, where we're talking about not necessarily batching, like you don't do it with social media and I don't particularly do it with social media. I love to kind of maybe, I might maybe plan some titles over a period, over a week, but I certainly won't write them because for me, it doesn't work. Why? Because that's a place for me. I enjoy being agile in the marketplace. I love spinning off what I'm seeing happening with members in our visible club, 
uh, posts that I see in the marketplace, things that are just coming up in my world that I want to speak into as a, a more thought leadership, because I think the marketplace is always changing. It's not a static situation. And for me to create a whole month worth of content and just sit there on my own without any reference to what's going on without my audiences doesn't make sense to me personally. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't make sense to somebody else, but it doesn't make sense for me because as we're in a growth phase, I feel as if I need to be agile with what I'm hearing in the marketplace. And so I want to speak into that and I'm able to test then what's doing well, what people are resonating with, and I can adapt that thing. So I don't want to batch that kind of content because it doesn't help me understand the nuance of what we're, of what I'm dealing with and respond quickly. So I think, is your situation a static one that you don't want to have to think about time and time again? And I know that you might go, well, social media is that for me, but I want to just question, is it really if you're, because if you don't have a team of people doing that agile thing, for you and you're doing it you might want to really have your finger on the pulse right now with how much the marketplace is changing how people's buying habits are changing what's working what's not what are people responding to what are you noticing people are responding to online and therefore have some level of agility in your messaging and in your social media without any level of guilt that somehow you're doing it wrong if you're doing it daily yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I definitely resonate with the, you know, I want to speak to what's on my mind today, you know, so having this all planned out and then it goes out and then you're not even watching it to see, because for me, social media is there to connect with people. You know, I think that's what it ultimately also comes back to, you know, like, is it just like, why does social media turn into a mechanical task? Mm. You know, it feels to me when it turns into something mechanical, you're doing it wrong, right? Mm, so if, if, if it's just like blasting out, you know, if you really hate it so much that you kind of want to get it off and, and not do it, well, then I would even say, well, why are you doing it in the first place? You know, what's the, again, come back to like, what is it that you ultimately want? You want to connect with potential clients. You want to connect with, potential collaboration partners like you want to connect with the people who can either buy your, your services or who can get you in touch with those who can so social media is one way of doing that but it's not the only one so I'd almost go like if it's such a drag that you don't want to do it every day and like having to carve out a day for it feels daunting as well well think about like well what are you actually doing here what's the ultimate intention but I think ultimately it comes down like what is practical and I love I love the idea when it's static oh yeah I don't I don't my welcome sequence is automated right? you know so there's stuff that that um yeah and if I need videos set up or whatever you know if I'm all dolled up then I might record more than one video in one go but for me having the task smaller feels more it's easier to get done than this big for me, but batching is like, oh my God, like this big giant task that turns me off. So I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a big fan, but that's the thing at the end of the day, give yourself permission to, to do it your way, whatever yeah. works for you. That's really what it comes down to. It's not about how well you can batch. No. And I, yeah. And I think, I think the word, if you feel, I think the overwhelm, 
overwhelm word needs to come in here and actually used in a positive sense, not a negative sense. If when you think of batching, like when I thought of batching my soup for the week, it didn't feel overwhelmed. It felt like that's going to really help me. I didn't have a feeling of overwhelm. I had a feeling of relief and release that this was going to make my week easier. And I was really happy to do it, even if it meant sort of like, you know, doing it alongside something else, or even if I had to convince myself to do it in the moment, I knew it was going to make me easier. But when I think about trying to come up with, you know, X titles, um, think about the nuance of that, you know, and then write them all, there's an energy behind that. And and that felt to me heavy, overwhelming, etc. And as soon as I had that feeling, I knew that I that was the problem. The problem was the feeling behind the word that I was, you know, that, that was happening. As soon as I thought, well, it, regardless of whether anybody else said it was a good idea or not, or you should or you shouldn't do it. For me personally, the thought of actually doing that many and taking all those hours to do it felt overwhelming. And it and I didn't use that as a way to beat myself up. I used that as a way to realize that that wasn't my route. And if I narrowed that down and I thought, well, what's going to be make the most, which part of that project or which part of that is going to make sense today and potentially which part tomorrow, that suddenly was like, can I do that? Yeah. Do I want to do that? Yeah, I'm all right with that. And it was a completely different use of the word overwhelm. Yeah, as a signal. And I think it's like, it's a beautiful example, actually, the soup thing, because when you look at it, the soup, making soup for one day is no more work than making soup for seven days, like very little, you have to cut some more stuff. But the the amount of extra work is tiny compared to, you know, how much, how many more days you have some food ready. So it's really like, ooh, that's appealing. Whereas like, if you just sort of, you know, stack all the, like, you still have to create each podcast episode. You still have to create each post. So it doesn't get, you know, my, I don't know. But it's li- it's literally using the overwhelm as your little notification bell, as your signal is, is I think, really, really helpful. Yeah, because I think it's an energetic creativity that's involved in each one of those. And, and as you said, is the intention behind it is if everything has to have a new thought, a new energy, a new creativity behind it, even if it's the same task, that is going to be quite energetically draining. Whereas soup wasn't energetically draining. It was one task that, that went across the whole of the week. But, but when you've got, say, seven podcasts, but they all or seven blog posts, etc., but they all have a different energetic creativity to create every single one. That it was a litmus test for me that, that that's just not my way of doing things. So we want to let you off the hook. That's why we are opening this topic about what works for us and what doesn't. Because if you worry because of everybody you listen to out there who tells you how it should be done and how time management should be done, and you're feeling guilty or a little bit ashamed or a little bit you know, behind everybody else because you don't find that easy to do and you think you should be putting time away for it, but you don't really want to. And when you stand there in front of the computer, it just feels completely overwhelming and you don't know where to start. I can absolutely guarantee you that it's not your route or not your route, not yet. And we want to give you a healthy dose of permission to find your pathway to progress. Which bits of your world, you know, is going to make make it so much easier if you have it. Like for me, it was just soup. But for me, it's not my posts because I want to be agile. So where do you need to be agile? 
And where do you need to be static, as it were? Which things are moving and which things are not moving? Where do you want to keep your finger on the pulse and where do you not? So from us, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening again. And we'll see you next time. In the meantime, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. Visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.